Good morning. Good morning. If we could have our worship guide come forward and start the service, we'll have him come up. Mr. Lewis, Dr. Lewis. Oh, I had to do that. Had to do that to you. Morning. I was waiting for Susan Stauffer. Good morning. Thank you for joining us here today at the Groveport United Methodist Church. Uh, we'll start with some announcements. Uh, Lenten Bible study uh, is Thursday at 6.30 to about 7.30 here at the church, and uh, it is a particularly good uh, Bible study. I'd encourage all to uh, come. Easter candy donations. We're in need of donations of wrapped candy for our Easter egg hunt this year. Uh, it will be after church on Palm Sunday. And if you feel so moved, please bring bags of candy and leave them in the kitchen. Trustees meeting will be Tuesday, March 5th at 5.30 p.m. Uh, scholarship applications. Anyone interested in applying for a college scholarship, please contact the church office. And an application uh, is due April 15th. Food pantry volunteers are needed for the food pantry on March 21st and March 28th. Uh, please contact Susie Butch or Andrew Nimely for details. Uh-oh, breaking news. Breaking news is a bulletin. On Sunday, March 3rd, we are having breakfast in the fellowship hall from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Please invite all your friends and family. Anyone wanting to bring a dish can sign up on Sign Up Genius. Any questions, please direct to Odell or Susan. Um, no problem. Um, next, Lillian Faith. What's it? Oh, okay. Lillian Faith meeting uh, is going to be Tuesday, March 12th at 10 a.m. Easter flowers, if you would like to purchase flowers for the sanctuary, uh, please see the insert in the bulletin. Orders and money are due today. Reflective Wednesdays, the sanctuary is open to anyone for reflection, prayer, and quiet communion through the Lenten season uh, from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Wednesdays. If you would like to be a greeter for this uh, community outreach, please check the emails and uh, sign up for a shift. And finally, Groveport Madison Game Night is going to be Saturday, March 16, from 4 to 6 p.m., I am told a good time will be had by all. So with that, let us join together in the breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for the Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may lead us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. Now I invite you all to open your minds and soften your hearts 
and join us in worship.
Let us read responsively the call to worship. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his faithful love lasts forever. God's faithful love lasts forever. In tight circumstances, I cried out to the Lord. The Lord answered me with wide open spaces. God's faithful love lasts forever. The Lord is for me. I won't be afraid. What can anyone do to me? God's faithful love lasts forever. I was pushed so hard I nearly died, but the Lord helped me. God's faithful love lasts forever. It is far better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust any human. God's faithful love lasts forever. The stone rejected by the builders is now the main foundation stone. God's faithful love lasts forever. This is the day the Lord acted. We will rejoice and celebrate in it. God's faithful love lasts forever. You may be seated. Please join us in the second hymn this morning, Fairest Lord Jesus.
first scripture reading comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. <coughs> Let us read together the affirmation of faith. By faith, we believe in creation, that God set this world in motion. By faith we believe in salvation, that Jesus died for us, that we might live. By faith we believe in eternity, that we will one day live forever with our Savior. We did not see the creation or the crucifixion. We have yet to taste the glory of eternity. Though we have not seen, by faith we believe. So ends the read. For now is the time in which we can come before the Lord and each other with our joys and concerns. If you have a prayer request, I would invite you to uh, fill out one of these blue prayer request cards located in your worship bulletin and just drop that in the offering plate when it comes by here in a few minutes. If you uh, have a prayer request during the week or if you are watching at home today, uh, feel free to uh, send your prayer request to us through email at prayer at groveportumc.org or uh, you can call the church office, uh, or you can always uh, drop us a note uh, there at the address on the screen. I invite you to now be in a time and an attitude of quiet reflection as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you today in the silhouette of the cross, 
to offer the prayers of this congregation. We thank you for the hope we have that is born of our faith in Jesus. How grateful we are for the sacrifice Jesus made for us and for the example for living we see in Jesus' life. Grant us the strength and the courage to follow Jesus closely. We confess we, we have failed you by our commitment to lesser values and selfish goals. Open our eyes to what is of lasting value in this world and the next. Lord, this day we, we lift to you those who are recovering from illness and in recent medical procedures. We especially remember David and Donna and Jeff, Lori and Cynthia and Bill, Betty and Joey, Ruth, Barb and Jim. Allow your healing hand to bring wholeness and in whatever way you see fit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, this day we pray for those nearing the end of life and their caregivers. We trust to your care this day, Betty and Lori and Jack. Lord, we know that through faith in Christ, they shall go from strength to strength. Be with them and those they love during this time of transition. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And Lord, we pray this morning for all of those who are fighting cancer. We especially remember Tom and Becky, Bobby and Susan. Doris and Joyce, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And Lord, this day we pray for Alex, a 15-year-old who recently suffered a stroke while awaiting a heart transplant. We, we, we pray that you will be in that situation. Uh, we know that you already know all about it, but we, we just lift young Alex to you that that he might recover from his stroke and, and a heart will be found. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, this day we pray for families and those families who are, are going through struggles right now. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we, we pray for Bentley, uh, who will be needing to have uh, open heart surgery uh, very soon. Uh, we pray that the uh, doctors and, and those who will be caring for him will be able to work your grace for him and, and that the procedure will be uh, successful and the healing quick. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. 
And Lord, we, we lift to you all of those who uh, will, will be traveling and, and, and those who are unable to be with us this day. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for all of this in the mighty name of Jesus, who is our Lord and our Savior and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now is the time that we invite you, if you feel so moved, to uh, join us in giving back some of the blessings God has bestowed upon us so that we may further his good works. Uh, there are three ways to do that. You may uh, contribute on our website. Uh, you may also uh, mail a check to the church at 512 Main Street in Groveport, or you can use the Ezekiel app. Uh, to make a donation. With that, I'd ask the ushers to please come forward.
please stand for the doxology. Gracious God, you have given us blessings beyond measure, Hand, hearts of mercy, hands of grace, and the presence of Christ in our souls and in our lives. We can never repay what we have received, so help us carry it forward. May we use the gifts of hearts and hands to, to sustain the weary in word and deed. May we be awakened to all who long for God's peace and have the courage enough to walk with them. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to come up for our children's time. had a good week. Uh-oh. So that's kind of a big, big deal, isn't it? Yeah. Why is today going to be a great day? You're going to a party? Oh, Kingston's having a... He's turning... Oh, I thought you said he's 37. And I'm like, in the first grade? Sounds like an Adam Sandler movie, but okay. Uh, uh, he's turning seven. Okay. And you have a play. Big fun. Well, talking about playing, I thought what we could do today is we could play with this balloon I found in my office. So let's do this. Let's... Remain seated, which means what? We stay seated on the floor, and we're just going to use our hands, and let's see how long we can keep this balloon in the air. Okay? Are you ready? Oh. <laughs> what? Well, wait. This seems like a lot more fun. What? What? What do we need? We need to blow it up? You have got some lungs, my friend. All right, are you ready? Do you need me to tie it? Whoops. Well, I'll see what I can do. 
okay. Oh, no, I've lost control. All right. All right. Well, all right. Oh, oh here. All right. Let me... All right, I'll take one for the team. Thanks, guys. Can you tie it now? Well, see, that's the thing. I never used to be able to tie it. I'd have to give it to, like, my parents, and they would always get kind of annoyed. And I hope they're not watching. Oh. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. It can't fly. Sit down. Gotta stay seated. All right, yeah, yep, yep. Have a seat so we don't. All right, ready? Let's see how long we keep it in the air. Oh, 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 save it! Save it! Whoa! All right, all right. Oh, we're doing really good. All right. Oh, <laughs> all right, guys. All right. So, I will send that with you to Junior Church, maybe, if they want it. Maybe not. All right. So, guys, why is this more fun? After we blew it up. We threw it up in the sky. Okay. Absolutely. So, okay. So there's something in it, in it that 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 makes it do stuff, right? If you don't blow it up, it doesn't do a whole lot. And that's sort of like like us when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Don't think of God's Holy Spirit as like the air we put in this balloon. Without air in this balloon, not a whole lot of fun, right? Not doing a whole lot. And. Uh, and the same thing is true with the Holy Spirit, right? So without the Holy Spirit, we're like an empty balloon. But with the Holy Spirit, we're like this fun balloon that all of you want, right? All right. So remember, the Holy Spirit fills us like this balloon. It's like the air. It, it, it empowers us to do all kinds of fun things. And now that I've got you all round up, I am sending you off to Junior Church. <laughs> All right. Careful, guys. Careful. Cheryl thanks you. And Cheryl will never speak to me again. <laughs> Please join me in a special prayer for our junior church leaders. <laughs> And with that, we'll start the second scripture reading, which comes from Mark chapter 14, verses 32 to 52. They went to a place called Gethsemane, 
And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked leaving his garment behind. So ends the reading. Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. This morning I was getting ready for church, and like so many of you probably do as well, I was looking at my phone. Don't all of you look like you don't do it too? <laughs> and I was... Uh, uh, looking through my phone, and I uh, uh, looking through social media, and I saw a couple of interesting posts. I saw where somebody was having bacon and eggs for breakfast. I saw where somebody was planning to go to the grocery store. Somebody else had posted about a wedding they had gone to. And my reaction to all of this interesting, breaking news 
Well, so what? So what? Who cares? I'm sure I'm not the only one who's ever looked at social media and thought that. Who cares? Right? Now, I'm sure if you look at anything I post, you think this is the most profound stuff you have ever heard. <laughs> but outside of me and the stuff that Brian posts from the church, I'm sure a lot of times you're like, who cares? Why is somebody telling me this? And a question that then comes to my mind is, is God like that when we tell him things? The Bible tells us over and over that we are to go to him with prayer. We are to go to him whenever uh, uh, we, we have a, a joy or a concern, whenever something good happens, whenever, whenever we are scared, whenever we are happy. But does God ever go, so what? Who cares? Why are you telling me this? Well, that's what we're going to be looking at here this morning. If you remember from last week, we are looking at the final uh, few uh, moments uh, or uh, hours of Jesus' life, the, the final 24 hours really to, to be exact. And last week, we looked at Jesus and his disciples at the last meal they would ever share together, that meal that we call the Last Supper. Well, now we are at about 11 o'clock on that Thursday night. If you remember, uh, uh, Jesus would die at, at about uh, 3 o'clock on Friday, so Jesus has... Uh, 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 less than 24 hours to live at this point. And Jesus had already told his disciples that one of them, one of the 12 that had traveled with him throughout the three years of his ministry, one of the 12 who had uh, seen the miracles, who had seen the teaching, who had witnessed Jesus doing miraculous things, who had traveled those dusty, dirty roads with Jesus. One of those 12 was going to betray him. Mark tells us that after the meal, Jesus and the disciples, they, they sang a song. And the, the song uh, that they sang was probably uh, Psalm 118, which uh, was, was there on, on the screen uh, just a moment ago for you. Uh, and it is known as the Hallel. The Hallel um, is sung uh, still today after a Seder meal. And it goes like this. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. With the Lord on my side, I do not fear. What can mortals do to me? I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. 
after they sung that hymn, Jesus and his disciples headed to a special place called the Garden of Gethsemane. John tells us that Jesus and his disciples often met there. This spot was a favorite of Jesus. It was where he went to be close to God. It, it was just uh, uh, outside of the city on what is known as the Mount of Olives. And Gethsemane means olive press or press. So there was an olive press there, uh, an olive trees. Uh, olive oil is still a, a major commodity in that area. And it was where Jesus and his disciples went to, to, to be alone. And it's where Jesus liked to go and to pray. As they entered Gethsemane, Jesus asked his disciples to watch and to pray. Then he took his three closest followers. Peter, James, and John, and, and went a little further into the garden. After the four of them were away from the other disciples, Jesus began to display his anguish over what was going to happen. He began to display his anguish over his betrayal. I mean, imagine Jesus for a moment being betrayed by one who he has loved more than anything. One who he thought was a friend. Jesus also knew what was coming the next day. See, Jesus would have seen people being crucified by the Romans all the time. This was the normal way that the Romans dealt out capital punishment. And after somebody would be crucified, their body would be left hanging on the cross as a deterrent for others not to do crime, not to do anything that the Romans thought. was wrong. And so Jesus went and he prayed. And he prayed what is probably the most heartfelt prayer in the Bible. He didn't use fancy terms when he prayed. Have you ever noticed this? that the words you use to pray changes often based on your situation. If you're asked to stand up here on a Sunday morning and to pray, you are probably going to spend some time writing what it is you're going to say. And there might even be a few thous and arts in it, right? Lord, thou art my Lord. I'm guilty of it. You all know me. Sometimes you think, who's saying that? I've never heard, heard him use those words. I like my thesaurus. 
But the question is, does God care? No. God doesn't care what words you use. I'm sure he owns a thesaurus too. But when you are really scared, when you are really afraid, when you are, are, are really needing the Lord's comfort, you're not worried about the fancy terms. You just want to talk to your heavenly father. And that's how Jesus was. Jesus said, Abba, Father. Now, the, the, the word Abba sometimes gets translated as daddy, and that's not really true. That's a little too informal. Um, think of it more as like dad, right? Uh, daddy is more of something a little kid would use. Dad is, is, is just more of an informal term. So Abba would be uh, like dad, father. Jesus continued, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus prayed a prayer that might sound shocking to some of us today. Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. We don't need a lot of explaining to know what Jesus is asking there, do we? Jesus is saying, God, if it's possible, I don't want to die on the cross. He's saying, God, if it's possible, I don't want to suffer. If it's possible, take this from me. If it's possible, I don't want my friends to betray and desert me. If it's possible, take this from me. And that doesn't seem like something Jesus would say, does it? If you're like me, you like to think of Jesus as like a superhero, right? Who stands there until the very end of it all, bravely dying. I think of the Terminator, right? The end of Terminator 2, and he's falling into the end of that. You're like, oh, no, please don't, don't tell me he's comparing Jesus to the Terminator. But I am. As he's, like, falling into that big melty thing, and he just puts his thumb up like this and, you know, melts. That's how we like to think of our heroes. That's how we want to think of Jesus. But Jesus wasn't some superhero in a silly movie. Jesus was a real person. And like you and me, Jesus had real emotions. And like you and me, Jesus said, God, if it's possible, take all this from me. I don't want to do it. And what that tells me is that when I am scared, when I am hesitant to do what God is calling me to do, when I am hesitant to do what I know I need to do, when I am hesitant to do what is right because it is hard, I am not being a sinful person. I'm being a real person. But... But Jesus doesn't end his prayer there. He says, yet not what I will, but what you will. And that's the hardest part right there. 
This is what I want, God. But it's not about me. Your will be done. Jesus could have said no at any time, but he didn't. Because what was important was that he do God's will, not his own. He put himself second. And that's hard. I don't know about you, but that's hard for me to put myself second in any situation, right? It doesn't matter what situation, I don't want to be second. I want to be in charge. I want to be the captain of my own ship. But when we are followers of Jesus Christ, we are not the captains of our own ship. Jesus is. When we are following Jesus, we are not in charge. Our God in heaven is. John 15, 7 tells us this. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. There are many verses in the Bible just like this, saying that if we pray, God will give us what we want. But this raises the question. Doesn't, don't all those verses kind of counteract what Jesus just did there? No, because Jesus said this, my words remain in you. See, when we pray, we need to ask God for what we have on our hearts. But we need to keep the words of Jesus in our hearts as well. And that means we need to make ourselves second. So whatever we ask God for, we need to always keep in the front of our minds that, that, that our will is second to God's will. And if we keep that in mind, whenever we pray, God will respond to us. Now, it's important for us to realize that God isn't a wishing well. Now, when I was a little kid, I didn't always think that. And I remember thinking, if I just prayed hard enough, I am going to get myself a new bicycle. Did it happen? Well, eventually I got a new bike, but that was years, years ago. I'm... No. No. Last night, I was... Uh watching a, uh, a video of a, of a woman who was an amputee. And she was talking about how she no longer is a Christian because at her church, her pastor told her that her leg wouldn't have been amputated. Uh, she was in a horse riding accident, and she ended up losing her leg in the horse riding accident. And her, her pastor told her that if she just had more faith and prayed harder, she would not have lost her leg. 
that that's why the surgery to save her leg was not successful, and so it was her fault, not God's. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you said that, because that, that, that was my response, too. Ooh, I don't know who would say such a thing. Uh, and, you know, this woman, I think, had all the right in the world. God is in a wishing well. When we pray, though, God listens to absolutely everything we say. And God is always working for us. Now, does God answer our prayers the way we want? No, of course not. We all have prayed for people who have died. We have all prayed for people who were sick, who continued to be sick afterwards. But that doesn't mean that God didn't answer our prayer. And it doesn't mean that God's will was for the person to be sick or for the person to die to teach us something either. I remember when Owen was just a baby and, and we first got the, the, the diagnosis that, that he had something very significantly wrong with him and that his brain wasn't, wasn't normal and, 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 and he was never going to be quote-unquote normal. And I remember praying, saying, God, please make this not true. Well, I got to tell you, 16 years later, it's still just as true now as it was then. But does that mean God didn't answer my prayer? No. Because what God did is God helped me to be a better person to take care of Owen. God didn't want Owen to have his issues to teach me to be a better person, which I have had people say. Um, but God answered my prayer in a different way. God helped me to be the person I needed to be. And sometimes what we'll find is when we pray, God will answer in a totally different way. That person who we prayed for might have died, but you know what? They have been restored to wholeness, and one day we will be with them. Where if they had stayed here, perhaps they would have been in constant pain for the rest of their life. Jesus knew that God was with him. And he prayed that he didn't have to die on the cross. But just because he did, didn't mean that God didn't listen to him. What it means is God said, I will be with you. And we'll find out in the next couple of weeks as we look at this, that God was with Jesus. And God will be with you. And we'll walk with you no matter what happens. My friends, we need to always make sure that we put God first in our lives. And that it's God's will that we need to be focusing on, not our own. I want to finish real quick with uh, a prayer that, that's always been helpful to me. It's called the Wesley Covenant Prayer. Some of you might have heard it. Uh, it's, it's in our uh, uh, hymnals. Uh, it's, it's a prayer that we often use in, in Methodist churches. And it's a prayer that uh, Methodists have used for centuries to, to help us to focus on God's will when we pray and not our own. It goes like this. 
I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what, to what you will, place me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, a wonderful, holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine, I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. My friends, let us always remember that God is with us on good days and bad. I remember what Jesus said when he found his disciples asleep. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. God knows that. And he still loves us and cares for us despite that. Let us remember that as we go through this week of Lent. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this time that we can be together. Lord, we know that when we are scared, when we are having problems, we are to pray. And we know that you are with us and that while you may answer our prayers in ways we're not expecting, you will answer. You never leave us alone. You might help us, Lord, to face an obstacle that we want removed, but you are always with us. Lord, when we pray, help us to pray that your will will be done and not our own. Help us to focus on your kingdom. Thank you for all that you do. And most especially, thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. I invite you now, if you are able, to stand and let's join together in our closing
Go now knowing that you can take to your Heavenly Father whatever is on your hearts. And God, he's always glad to hear you. And he will never turn you away. Go in peace. Amen.